Hello and welcome to another season of the HFL Show, episode one, brought to you by Highland Football Weekly with me, Ian Auld. This is your weekly audio fix of everything Highland League. We'll speak to all the big names, managers and players as well as get across all the breaking news from the league itself. On this week's show, we'll hear from Inverurie Locos manager Andy Lowe. The Locos got off to the perfect start this weekend, beating Clark Nacudden by five goals to nil. We'll also hear from the league's new boys. With a familiar face, Gary Wood has swapped for Martin United for Brecon City, and he and his new teammates are set to tackle the league for the very first time under the management of the former Hearts and Northern Ireland international Andy Kirk. And I'm sure you'll agree with me, this year's league is shaping up to be a real cracker. It's great to have football back. It's great to have fans back as well. I was at Station Park myself last night and it was just fantastic to be at a game again, hearing all the shouts from the crowd and all the drama on the pitch as well. And I'm sure it will be a real cracking season in store with the likes of Brecon City, as I mentioned, in the league for the first time. Forest Mechanics are back too after their gap year and I'm sure all the rest of the big hitters in the league will have title ambitions as well. So you can uh, well you can be rest assured that there will be plenty of drama as the season unfolds and you can catch it here on the HFL show. Let's kick off then by speaking to Inverurie Locos manager Andy Law. I caught up with him earlier this week and he spoke about his delight at winning at the weekend, but also his aspirations for the season ahead at Harlow Park. I'm delighted to say the first guest of the HFL show this season is Inverurie Locos manager Andy Lowe. Andy, great to have you on the show, and first of all, just how happy are you to be to be back involved in football again after what's happened in the last year or so? Thanks for having me on the show to start with. Um, yeah, I'm delighted to be back. It's been um, ever since we got back to, to pre-season when we had the, the fixtures in place. Um, I think it's been a realisation that we are getting closer to normal. And it certainly felt like that this time we're back. I felt it was a little bit stop-start. You didn't know what was coming uh, every single training session where there seems to be a little bit more consistency about it. And I think the guys have enjoyed that. So once we got back to pre-season this this um, season, it did feel as real as it, it, it probably has done for the last 18 months or so. So the transition over back into playing competitive football was uh, was quite an easy one, actually, after that. It's funny you say that about normal, because correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that Aberdeenshire was in a different tier uh, just before Christmas, and I know that you know, fans in like the Highland area got to have fans back in the ground, but I'm pretty sure the guys, you know, along the 96 didn't. Is that yeah, that's right. right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think I think at the time I think Moray was uh, they were fine. They had because mm. I remember well. Obviously, I've got my links up at Bucky, and the, the Bucky had the crowd in. I can't remember if it was. Um, if there was a maximum number that, that was allowed in at the time, I can't, I can't remember. But we certainly played our our game uh, in a closed doors, which was which was strange. Um, 
And can last week, so it was great last week, even in pre-season friendlies, being able to get crowds back in. Um, the week before, we just played we played Turriff in a friendly just before we played Clark there at the weekend, and there was a good crowd watching the game there. So I think then probably the guys more than the coaches, because the coaches will always try and fetch for the positives, whereas I felt... I felt the guys really needed to see that and feel like it was back. And I thought it was a great exercise for us before we played Clark. I think every every team will will you know be desperate to get supporters in the ground because it just gives the players that wee bit of, you know, like you say, that wee extra wee lift, doesn't it? You know, just uh, when you play behind closed doors, it feels a bit like a training session, a, a pre-season game, if you like, you know, one of these kind of closed door games. But the players must appreciate the supporters being there and it just might give you that, them a wee lift. Um, and also, you know, if you're maybe trailing in a game, are we, you know, are we spur on to, to try and get back into that game? Yeah, definitely. The, the thing leagues are close league, very close. Like you get um, your players and your fans are tends to be your your friends or your family that are there, and also supporters that you would then once the game's finished, you then go into the social club and catch up with them and have a chat with them after the game. So it's a very closely done league. So to see these kind of people back there, and it means so much to them as well, to come and watch their, whether it's their son um, playing or if it's just a family member, it means a lot to these people as well to come and watch them playing football. So you get that kind of sense. I think everybody's been itching to get back and um, we've kind of seen that enthusiasm throughout the ground on Saturday, which was great to see. You mentioned Saturday against Clark McCudden. You got off to a winning start, uh, scoring five goals in the process as well. I suppose that is the the dream start for you, um, winning most importantly, but scoring five goals and you know and getting that uh, all important three points. Yeah, the, what I asked was we made sure we got the three points. Um, I felt we've had a, a lot of good performances in pre-season. Ideally, you want to take a performance into the first game of the season as well. And I thought it took us 20 minutes to get going. I felt that um, we, we were looking at Clark and what they were about, because I know Clark have only played two or three games over the last 18 months. So um, it took a while to to get uh, a rhythm in our play. But I think once we got the first goal, the kind of the the guys settled down and, and just played what they have done over the last seven weeks in pre-season. So I was delighted with the performance. Still a lot to learn, still a lot to improve on, but there were certainly uh, aspects of the game that I was delighted with um, just things that we've worked on uh, to see it coming off on Saturday during the game was great. It's quite incredible when you say that, you know, 18 months, there's Clark and there's a few other clubs that have hardly played competitive football and in the 18 months, there's a few clubs in the league that have had a lot of change. Some, you know, the, the same faces, same players, etc. But Clark have changed a lot on and off the park as well. That must have been a bit tricky. And I, I think the game was a wee bit, um, you know, close early on. But you, you must have been pleased at how you, you managed to overcome that and then ride out quite comfortable winners. Yeah, it, it was. You're, you're right. And I, I did a bit of digging, as much digging as I could on Clark. I didn't actually go up and see them play because they have they've been very limited with their friendlies and they maybe even played a couple of closed doors there that I wasn't aware of. So I did as much research as what I could. But you've also, it comes to a point that you've got to have a lot of faith in your, your own squad and what you've got. And I certainly do have that. I've got a squad of players now that I'm really happy with. A squad of players that I feel that when we're on our day and uh, uh, we can compete with anyone in the league. So it was a lot about us on Saturday and what we'd done. And I think the guys, the majority of the time, done the correct thing. So, yeah, I was delighted with the performance for the first for the first game. And you'll be hoping to take that into Lossiemouth 
away, your first away game of the season uh, this Saturday. Hoping for more of the same. I would say it would probably be, without knowing too much again about Lossiemouth, uh, I probably know more of their players than I would other Clark because they took it. They took a few from the Inverness juniors, but um, I think Lossie will potentially be level par with Clark in terms of opposition. Uh, they they had a a tough start against Bucky. I knew that would be a tough one for them, but so you'll get a reaction from Lossiemouth off the back of that, and um, it'll be at their home ground as well with their with their fans back in the ground. So it'll be a tough game for us. We'll need to be. We'll need to be at our best, um, but the guys are confident. Uh, we've got they're competing for places. We've got I feel we've got as strong a squad at, at Locos as we have done for I would say five six years. Um, and I you've got guys competing for places, so I think that raises performance levels from the eleven that's picked on the park. Looking at the league in general, we're speaking off air there. I mean this league, this year's league is. Personally, I'm really looking forward to this year's uh, this year's Highland League because you've got you know, the added spice of Brecon City coming down from League Two. Of course, we'll be interested to see how they'll adjust to the league. Forest Mechanics are coming back in after uh, a year out, and of course, you've got you know your usual kind of big hitters like Zabrora, yourselves, Razorbra, Bucky Thistle. You know, as I say, Forest are in there, Nairn and, and Rothis, so it'll always cause problems. Wicken for Martin as well, so it's a it's going to be another really exciting league. What are you hoping? Uh, what are your kind of aspirations for the season ahead? So uh, the, it's it's going to be a tough league. There's no doubt about that. The, I think you've mentioned all the clubs that I would mention there as well. Um, I think I think Broda deserve the respect for what they've done the last few years. Um, they're a, they're a top top side, um, so they'll be very difficult to beat. And I would put I would put Fraserburgh in that bracket as well. I, I think for me, Fraserburgh over the last two, three years have gone from where I felt locals were last year, uh, which was a team that um, that are just on the edge of it and need to creep into that next bracket of really pushing for the title. And I feel Fraserburgh done that last year, and and they'll do that going forward as well. And and my target is to be in that bracket. Um, I don't think you can go out there and say that you're going to win the Highland League. Um, but I certainly feel that I've, we've got a squad now at Inverurie Locos that is capable of making a push to win in the Highland League. And I've said it since day one, since I got the job, and I'll continue saying it, is that my target is to aim for any silverware that's available. And I also want to be within the last five games of a league season where uh, Locos are still part of it have got a chance of winning it because uh, I don't feel we've had that um, for a long time at Inverurie so that would be my target because I think um, the guys then feel that they're part of something and I was fortunate to be part of that at Bucky Thistle and you can't beat the last five, four or five weeks of a league season when you've got a chance of winning the league that's really what uh, playing football is all about so that'll be my target for this year again It's difficult to compare this season to last season because there wasn't really much of a season last year was there? Um, but in terms of, you know, I spoke to a few guys about the, the title race as, as it were last year. I know it got ended. And, but in terms of this year, the, the addition of Forrest coming back into the league, um, who've kept a very strong team together as well. But Brecon City, I'm, I'm, I'm eager to get your, your thoughts on them dropping down because this is something that hasn't happened before in terms of, a, a, aside from the, the senior setup drop into the, um, the Highland League. Um, excited to go up against them and first of all visit the hedge yeah I was delighted obviously disappointed that they, they found themselves in the relegation but when I, there was word that they might end up down the Lowland League direction but I was delighted they came back in the Highland League I'm somebody that always 
tries to embrace anything new that's coming and especially when it's exciting like that. And I think Breakin will add something a little bit different. Um, as you say, they're going to come in and I would imagine budget-wise, etc. that they will be just out and out trying to win the, the Highland League in their first season and going back up and, and rightly so. So they'll come in with that ambition, but I think they'll find, I think they'll find it tough. Um, it's a very tough league. Christmas, Christmas period is very tough when you're maybe playing your midweek games, parks and stuff aren't as great as what they'll have been used to. Um, so it's a tough league, but um, they've got a lot of quality. There's no doubt about that. So I certainly don't think it'll be as straightforward for them. There'll be teams round about them, and I hope Inverurie's one of those teams that'll be um, just as eager as they are to, to take it to the end. Just looking back at last weekend, Andy, before we let you go and grab some, some lunch, uh, in terms of the results, I mean, there were no big shocks in the, in the, in the league um, this weekend. I mean, fairly kind of going to, to form a couple of interesting draws in there, but um, your overall kind of assessment of the, the first weekend? Yeah, I would say it went as as I thought it would go. Um, there was a couple of teams within there, you know, like it's been a long gap. It's been a really long gap. So you can, you've got guys that were straight, you've got guys within the same bracket. You've got guys that were like 19 years old, like 18 months ago, whereas you, you've now got a, you've now got a guy that's got a, 18 months extra experience on him. He, he, he could have built up um, physically. So it's un, it's unknown what you're going into a lot of these times. Um, so I thought I thought the results in general went as I thought, maybe bar one or two two results. I thought I thought Huntley would have maybe have taken the three points against Stras Bay, but Charlie Brown's first game and Charlie Charlie's a great lad and He's enthusiastic, so he done well to, to go there and get a point and um, in Nairn. I thought it was a good result for Nairn going to, going to Keith and winning 2-0 as well. So, But Nairn are very good in the front areas of the park, so they'll be a team to watch as well. Andy, thank you very much for your time. Best of luck this weekend against Lossie. And uh, I won't keep you any longer because you're, you're on your lunch break and you're desperate to go and grab some lunch down in the town. So, Andy, thanks very much for your time and, uh, and all the best. Speak soon. No problem. Speak soon. So the locos off and running with a 5-0 victory over Clark at the weekend and Andy Lowe delighted as you just heard there. Let's have a look at the other fixtures from last weekend. Brecon City and we'll hear from their new striker Gary Wood uh, a little bit later on. They got off to the perfect start beating Tariff United at home by three goals to one. Bucky Thistle also joined top of the league with a 5-0 victory. They beat Lossie at home. The champions, Broda Rangers, beat Devrim Vale 3-0 away. There were also wins for Fraserburgh at home to for Martin. Keith up against Nairn County. Nairn County won by two goals to nil. And Rothis winners by three goals to nil at home to for William. There were draws for Huntley against Strathspey, one each there. And Forest Mechanics drew one all on their return to league football against Wick Academy. We mentioned Fraserburgh against for Martin there. Fraserburgh 3-0 winners at the Bellsley last weekend. And at Harlow Park, they were up against for Martin United once again in the Aberdeenshire Cup final. 3-1 winners. The Broch ran out in the end. For Martin did lead at the break by a goal to nil. But goals from Scott Barber and a Paul Campbell double ensured that the Broch won their first piece of silverware this season. 
There was also North of Scotland Cup football this week as well. Nairn County lost 4-2 at the hands of Lossiemouth. A Ryan Stewart hat-trick helped the Coasters to victory at Station Park. Elsewhere in the news this week, Fort William looks set to play every game away from home after problems with the pitch at Clagan Park. So best wishes to everyone at Fort William. It's going to be quite a tough season away from home every game this season. And everyone at Highland Football Weekly wishes to pass on their condolences to the family and indeed everyone at Rothis and the football community in general after the sad passing of club secretary Gary Davies. And as a mark of respect, the club's North of Scotland Cup tie against Forrest and also their game against Brora Rangers this weekend as well was called off as a mark of respect to Gary Davies. Now, as we mentioned earlier, Brecon City are in the league for the very first time. New manager Andy Kirk has signed some experienced players in terms of the Scottish senior setups, the likes of Ian Davidson and David Cox arriving at the club over the summer. However, he's also signed someone who knows all about Highland League football after spending nearly six years for Martin United. He's also played in the Highlands for Ross County and Cali Thistle. Gary Wood swapped for Martin for Brecon over the summer and I caught up with the new Glebe Park striker earlier this week. Well, let's now hear from the Brecon City camp, Gary Wood, striker, who last time we spoke, Gary, you were at for Martin, but it's all changed now. You're now at Brecon City. How are you settling into your new club? Yeah, uh, really enjoying, um, you know, the start to, to my Brecon career. Um, obviously, at the end of the last season, with the, the season finishing early for Martin, obviously it was disappointing. Um, however, yeah, delighted to, to have moved to to Brecon and uh, really excited for, for the new season. Brecon City coming down, it's the first time that a League Two club, a senior club, if you like, in the Scottish senior setup has um, come down into the Highland League. So there's, there's that novelty factor as well in there too. But talk to us about your move to Brecon. How did it how did it come about? Um, obviously, um, it was a bit surprising, obviously, to leave for Martin um, initially. Um, so I just sort of decided to take a take a month or so out um, just to sort of reassess um, what I was wanting to do, um, which I did that. You know, there was a lot of clubs that showed interest. Um, but yeah, I spoke to, um, it was actually through a reporter um, who had mentioned um, my name to the to Brecon, um, Brecon manager. And then obviously he got in touch um, and I met him for a chat the next day. And, you know, his plans um, that he put forward to, to where he wanted to break in to go, um, they showed real ambition um, in terms of, you know, trying to bounce straight back up. After meeting him, it didn't take me long to, to decide that, you know, Brecon was, was the place that I, that I wanted to go um, and play my next, um, you know, your next chapter of your football career. It's obvious from the outside looking in that Brecon are, well, they're like everyone, you know, have ambitions of going higher, but Brecon are looking to get back into, you know, back up into League Two straight away. And, you know, certainly the addition of Andy Kirk, as you mentioned there, the, the Brecon City manager, I mean, there was only 18 months ago he was um, first team coach at Hearts. 
Um, he, I know he's in, he's the manager now. And I think Craig Levine is also involved in some capacity too. So they've obviously got, you know, this, they're obviously showing uh, ambition. Um, talk to us about Andy Kirk. How, how you kind of spent the, or how have you uh, got on with Andy in the last couple of weeks? What's he kind of because um, a former striker himself, I'm sure he, you know, adding to your game as well. Yeah, the manager's been um, great. Um, he shows a real hunger and desire um, to do well. And, you know, that sort of rubs off on all the players. And, you know, it's really exciting, you know, listening to his enthusiasm, you know, talking about the football um, in terms of like his training and that. It's really good. There's a lot of um, sort of team shape and movement and how, how he wants to play. You know, he wants to play a passing sort of brand of football, which is which is brilliant for a striker, you know, the movement off the ball and things like that. So, yeah, it's been great. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of changes um, behind the scenes at Brecon, the likes of, you know, you mentioned it there with Craig Levine coming in, you know, an ex-Scotland manager. You know, it's a real coup for for, for Brecon from that point of view. And um, they've obviously changed quite a lot of their, their board members as well. So it's all changed for Brecon. Um, and it's a it's a new chapter into their, into their sort of history, you know, um, coming down the Highland League and, um, you know, I'm sure our aim is everyone to get to get behind the team and you know try and be successful this season and uh, potentially go back up. Looking at the, the squad as well, the players that he's you know brought in over the summer. Um, obviously, you know, yourself is signed on at Glebe Park. Ian Davidson, um, Michael Payton stayed there as well. I mean, he obviously you know vastly experienced as well. The lad Cox, who, who's you know played for a lot of clubs in the, in the kind of uh, lower leagues as well. Some really good experience in there as well. How have you kind of got on with your your new teammates? And obviously it's a work in progress because you, you probably spent a couple of weeks with them, but you know, signs there that there's a you know, good squad being assembled. Yeah, definitely. You know, he's um it's obviously still early days for, you know, bringing a squad in together. You know, they were quite late in being a appointed manager and, you know, club advisor. So they've probably had time against them to a certain point. But yeah, it's been good so far. Um as you say there's a there's a good um, bunch of a core sort of experienced team. And then we've obviously pulled in quite a lot of the younger guys, you know, some of them from loans, from, you know, SPL teams um, and then younger guys signing on as well. So it's a good mix so far. Um, we're probably still probably still actively looking to get a few more bodies in. You know, I think we're only maybe up to two or three subs at the moment. So, you know, over the course of the season, you're going to need a bigger squad than that. But certainly from from a starting point of view, we've, we've got a really good squad. And the guys seem a good bunch of lads um, so far. And, you know, um, they seem like they're building a good team spirit amongst us. So, yeah, that could only bode well for the season ahead. Now, of course, you spent the last um, couple of years at for Martin. You've also been with Cali Fiss on Ross County. And, of course, you know, the big pre-season uh, schedule for both those clubs uh, to visit lots of, you know, Highland League clubs and play friendlies and stuff like that. So you've been round a lot of the, the grounds in the division. Uh, you'll be the kind of experienced head, if you like, and, you know, and uh, a lot of these guys that perhaps um, have signed for Breaker or, or are involved in Breaker won't be familiar with the likes of uh, Clark Park or uh, Grant Park or, you know, or Bothish. You know, they'll be unfamiliar territory for some of these guys. Are you, are you going to be the one that kind of... Um, shed some light on some of these uh, difficult venues? Yeah, obviously, it's going to be new to, uh, to be fair, I don't know if any of them have played in the high league apart from myself before. So, yeah, it's going to be new. And, you know, it's something I spoke to to the manager about, obviously, in our initial chat. You know, he was looking for, you know, some 
some sort of heads up from the types of teams and places that we're going to come up against. And yeah, I'm more than willing to help 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 them out in that front. And you know, um, I think obviously with the, the start of our our league fixtures, you know, we've probably been a bit lucky in terms of missing all the the sort of the so-called like big six, um, so to speak, from last season. You know. Um, with our start to the season, so hopefully that gives us a bit of time to sort of edge our way in and you know be ready for the the big games when they come around. And you got off a great start of the weekend as well, a winning start. I suppose that's that's all you can ask for, beating Cardiff three-one. Yeah, I mean at the end of the day, you know three points is three points, no matter who it's against. Um, you know that's always the end 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 goal that you're looking for. And um, yeah, I thought we were really comfortable on Saturday. Um, it was a good performance. Um, you know, even when we went down to 10 men just after half time, I thought we sort of controlled the game really well. Um, Torriff were obviously much improved from last season. Dean had them, um, you know, in a good team shape and things like that. Um, but yeah, um, we missed quite a few chances and, you know, I think we were pretty comfortable at the end of it, um, you know, especially playing the second half with 10 men. And you've got that second home game within a week. You know, sort of get home to Keith at this yes, weekend as well. So the back-to-back home games that gives you a chance. I mean, Keith, yeah, they're coming into the game on the back of a, a you know, defeat to Nairn, but you know, there's a bit of a bit of an opportunity there to okay very early in the season, but still build momentum. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as I say, there the fixtures are being kind. You know, with a couple of home games to start, so you know, it's all you can ask for. Um, and I see Keith being similar to Turriff. You know, hard working. Um, Andy will have, the, have them, you know, hardworking, young side. Um, and, you know, it's just up to us to make sure that we we put on another good performance. Um, you know, Saturday, was a, there was a great crowd at the game. I think it was over 500 people um, at the game. So it was, it was really good to have fans back in, um, especially that amount as well. And, you know, the team feed off that with the, with the support. And, you know, I can see, you know, if we can go on a good run, then the fans will get behind you. So... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's a good start. Um, but yeah, we still, at the end of the day, need to pick up three points on Saturday. It's going to be a, a tough game. Um, we just need to make sure that we come out on top on Saturday. Speaking to Andy Lowe earlier as well, there's a, a real kind of bit of optimism ahead of the season for everyone because because of, obviously, last season, you know, there's only what, most sides played very most three games each. Then, of course, the, the season before that COVID struck. So this, we're, hope, we're hoping this is going to be a, a full season. Brecon City are entering into the mix. Forest Mechanics are back as well. And, and like we touched on, a lot of sides of the, kind of the, the, the so-called bigger sides, if you like, in the division of, of strength and um, the, the ranks as well. What are you expecting um, from from the other sides, the kind of big boys, if you like, in Highland League? A very tough um, title base. I say title base because... You'd assume that you know Beacon City would be up there. Yeah, that's certainly our aim. Um, you know, as you mentioned there, you know, there's a lot of a good sides at the top. You know, the Fraser Bras and the Proras, you know, they've been sort of the standout teams over the last couple of years. But you know, you look at locals, they've made um, quite a few additions this year. Bucky are another year older from a sort of young side. Rothis have made quite a few signings as well. So um, you know, all them sort of teams have strengthened. So it's going to be a tough, um, a tough league um, to obviously come out on top of that. But at the same same point, you know, with every team strengthening, you know, everybody's got to play each other twice. So there's going to be points dropped here and there, and we just need to make sure that we, you know, tally up as much points as we can, and hopefully at the end of the season, you know, 
whoever comes out on top, hopefully it's breaking, you know, you can say that they deserve to win the league. Well, I'm sure there'll be plenty of fun and frolics and spills along the way, as there always is, and hopefully we will get a, a full season. I think we're crying out for that kind of um, COVID-free uh, effective season. Uh, Gary, well, all the very best for the, for the season ahead, and of course, uh, wish you very well at uh, Beacon City. Um, very ambitious, um, certainly from the, the onset. Um, I'm biased because as a jam ball, it's the Andy Kirk do well, so that's obviously uh, in the back <laughs> of my mind. But uh, no, all the very best for the season ahead, guy. Cheers, Ian. Thank you. Well, that's nearly it for this week's HFL show. Before we head off, a quick look at the fixtures this weekend. Brecon City, as we mentioned there with Gary, have a home game against Keith. Clark take on Huntley at Grant Street Park for Martin. Tackle Forest Mechanics. Fort William are up against Fraserburgh. Lossie tackle Inverurie Locos. Nairn County host Devon Vale. Strathsby Thistle face Wick Academy. And Bucky Thistle head for Tariff United. Thank you very much for listening and joining me on episode one of the HFL show. We'll be back same place, same time next week. Hold up. 